Hey, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 124, how I moved through one of the biggest insults of my life. (laughs) So today's episode is a very real and honest episode about what happened after my coach told me that I was one of the most miserable people he'd ever met in his entire life. Yes, that is not an exaggeration. This is someone who is in his 50s, so he's met a lot of people, and yet he found me to be one of the most miserable of everyone he's ever met. Now, I'm going to share the full story of when he told me this, why he told me this, and what I did after he told me. And I just want this to be an open conversation, just like we're friends sitting down for a cup of coffee, because that's truly the point of me sharing this story is to be open and honest and to hopefully help you move through anything that's coming up for you in this moment, anything that's stopping you from creating joy and happiness and obviously helping you see some of the growth edges that are available for you as well, because that's exactly what my coach was doing. He was helping me see where I needed to grow in order to go to the next level. And that's my desire for you too. So let's dive in. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iheartmylifebooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. So let's take it back to January, 2020. One of the highlights of our live event in San Diego was seeing David Nagel speak on stage. David is someone who I've admired for many years. I worked with one of the incredible women he actually trained and coached back in the day, Gina DeVee. And then I worked with Marla Mattinson as uh, my relationship coach a few years ago with James. And she also worked with David. And so getting to have him on our stage was a huge deal. And we were so excited, so honored that he said yes to the opportunity. And I've been talking to his team for a while about working with him closely, and I finally felt like it was the right time to do that. Now, one of the things that I really admire about David is the fact that you don't actually get to work with him one-on-one until you experience him in person or in a VIP day, and you see whether you want to work with him. Because the truth is, is he can be very direct. He can be... Uh, a bit of a jerk. And I say that lovingly, because there are plenty of people like myself who need that direct way of coaching and need that tough love in order to get results. Now, I was always under the impression that I didn't need that because I was already hard on myself. I didn't need somebody bullying me. I didn't need somebody being mean to me. I just needed someone to be kind to me and supportive. And because uh, words of affirmation are my love language, that was going to be the way that I would need somebody to speak to me. 
And so although I I had an experience with David, I had a VIP day, I didn't find him to be super direct with me. And so there wasn't anything that told me, oh, no, like this is going to be a scary experience or this isn't going to be the right experience or whatever. So I moved full speed ahead and decided I wanted to work with him privately. Now, one of the stipulations of this was I was going to have to attend his three day live event called Date With Your Dark Side. I didn't have any idea of what this experience was going to be like. In fact, I um, almost didn't make it to the event in February. When I started working with David privately, the options were to go to the event in February or to go to one in May. And I was originally going to go to the one in May because we had a trip to the UK planned to see James's family. Uh, But ultimately, I I started to realize, you know what, this is really important. I really want to do this work. I want to start out, start off on the right foot. I want to hit the ground running. And so I'm going to rearrange my trip. And I'm telling you that today because I know there are so many of you out there who are like putting coaching on the back burner. You don't want to get support. There isn't the right time, whatever it is. And you're making all these excuses. But you have to understand that when something is calling you and you're ready for the next level, there probably will never be a perfect time. And so you have to really show up like that is part of the coaching. When you sign up for a program, you transform immediately, not only because you pay the money, not only because you start to take action to, you know, rearrange your life, create a calendar that works for for you and the coaching experience and really start to shift your mindset, but you become a different person because of the decision that you make in that moment. So for me, that was part of the transformation, really putting myself first and saying, you know what, I'm deserving of this level of support. Uh, Obviously, I wanted to go to London and we still went, but leaving two days earlier was not a big deal. Changing my flight, paying whatever I paid, $1,000 or something, not a big deal. It's most important that I get this support. So I was committed to the date with your dark side process. And just as a bit of a disclaimer, I'm not going to talk about what we did on those three days, because anyone who attends that event in the future, you deserve an element of surprise, just like I got. Uh, that's how the David Nagel team wants it um, as well. And I totally respect that. So we're not going to go into great detail. But I am going to say that it was a three-day experience where you actually are completely off the grid. And I wasn't able to use my phone, internet, anything, wasn't even able to text James to check in. There were also times during the event where we weren't allowed to talk to one another. And so it was a really immersive experience and, and absolutely incredible. So the first two days were great, super powerful. Then on day three, we were having some sort of casual conversation just about uh, children and reasons to have kids. And at one point, David interjected and, and said to me, I was a part of the conversation and basically said, well, you never want to have children to create happiness or to put a Band-Aid on your marriage. And I said to him, you know, that's not what I'm thinking of doing. And I'm just exploring options and, you know, figuring out what's best for James and myself. And then he he basically paused and flat out said, well, you know, you're one of the most miserable people I've ever met. And it was like a kick in the stomach, as you can imagine. And by the way, this is not a private conversation. He said this in front of 30 other people. And in that moment, I was so confused because I was like, I've been asking questions. I've been showing up. I've been doing all the stuff. I invested in working with you. You saw me at my live event. You know, I run a company called I Heart My Life. Like, where in the world is this coming from? And we kind of, you know, brushed past the subject. Honestly, my mind is blank around what happened next. All I know is that a few minutes later, when the topic of conversation had 
change. Someone else was having a chat with him. I started to cry and I knew I had to remove myself from that experience and from that, that room in particular. So I went out the door into another part of the office where we had the, the event and I just sat in the corner and, and basically cried for a good 20 to 30 minutes. And then I went outside and just walked around and tried to collect my thoughts. And the main thing that was running through my mind was what in the world, like, where, what did I do to make him think that I'm miserable? And I just kept thinking, like, David is is in his 50s. He's met a lot of people. And I'm one of the most miserable people he's ever met. What in the world am I giving off <laughs> that is making him think that? And I was really just dumbfounded. And I had to sit there with so much anger towards him, so much confusion, um, feeling alone. I couldn't call anyone. I couldn't talk to James. I was embarrassed that I had left the room in tears. I didn't know what people were thinking. I didn't know what our audience was thinking. I didn't know what my clients were thinking. If David thinks that I'm miserable, what are other people thinking about me? And so all these thoughts were going through my mind. And I ultimately had to pull myself together because we still had a whole nother half day of this experience as well as a dinner. And so throughout the day, I just kept hearing that word, those phrases, that phrase, you know, miserable, you're one of the most miserable people I've ever met over and over in my mind. And I couldn't make sense of it. And you should know that David did come up with me, come up to me and, and make sure I was okay. And he said, you know, I said that with, with love. I hope you know that. I wouldn't say that to anyone I didn't believe in or care about. And I ultimately did know that, but it didn't stop me from being really mad at him and annoyed that he said it in front of the entire group and honestly a bit shocked. And like I said, I did know that David was a straight shooter and I did know that he was very direct, but that experience was just, again, like a kick in the stomach. So afterwards, after Day With Your Dark Side, after I came back to L.A., as you can imagine, being in that incubator, it was um, very cut off and it was very jarring on purpose. And it was obviously very transformational, too. But coming back to L.A., it was it was challenging because there was like sensory overload. I remember landing at LAX and wondering you know, how quickly I could get home because I wanted to be away from all of these people. So I spent a good few days just being uh, at home in solitude and, and kind of regrouping and figuring out how to re-enter the real world. And I knew that I had to do some further exploration around what was actually going on. And what I realized was I didn't really know how to be happy. I think for most of us, we grow up thinking happiness will just be there naturally. We forget that it's something that we have to kind of deposit into. It's a bank we have to deposit into every single day in some form or another. And I realized in a lot of ways that I had gone into this space of fight or flight. And that was actually my natural way of doing things. And um, over the past six years, as I was building I Heart My Life, as I was putting myself out there, gaining more visibility, having more success, uh, hiring team members, growing the brand, there was an element of fight or flight because as a business owner, you always want to be ready. You have to be ready to step in. You have to be ready to put out the fires. If a client needs you, then you need to be there. And so I had developed this mindset of fight or flight. I'd also kind of lost touch with what it meant to actually be happy. And I talk about this in my book, and I had an experience even three years before 
the date with your dark side experience where I had a big aha around a lack of happiness. And I think I did a lot of work to move through that and to transform, but this was the next level. And ultimately that's why you hire a coach is to take you to the next level. And they see things that you don't see for yourself. And so for me, I was stuck at that one level, that other level and in order to to break free, and I'm not just talking about financially, I'm not just talking about success, but I'm talking about creating that real joy and that life I was meant to be living. In order to break free to that place, there was going to be some major growth and transformation that was required. So the first thing that I attempted to figure out was this element of fight or flight and anxiety. And anxiety runs in my family. I have I have multiple family members who suffer from that. And I was not willing to continue to be in that category. Just because you have family members who suffer from something doesn't mean that you need to as well. And so one of the things that I decided to do was to go to the Amen Clinic for testing. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the Amen Clinic, it's basically run by Dr. Amen who is an incredible um, researcher and, and doctor and proponent of getting brain scans before going to medication for depression and anxiety. And he's actually discovered multiple types of anxiety and depression. And so it's not really a one size fits all diagnosis. There are multiple levels, multiple, um, like I said, multiple types. And so he's just such a, an incredible champion of not just putting the Band-Aid on or going straight to medication when it comes to these, these issues, but actually taking a look at the brain just as if you would take a look at a broken bone um, before diagnosing and before moving forward with the plan. So James and I actually both went to the Amen Clinic And it was a really incredible experience because obviously we got to see our brains. And this was really important to me as well because I have a grandmother who's had dementia for about 20 years. I had a grandfather die of Parkinson's. And so there are certain things that I want it to be and and I still want to be aware of when it comes to the health of my brain. And I think even just saying that statement out loud is so interesting because We don't ever really think about the health of our brain, or at least I didn't before this point. And there are so many things that we can be doing to improve brain health, which we'll talk about in just a second. So basically, I had a brain scan, and it was obvious that there was um, a sign of anxiety there. There was also a sign of sleep apnea, which I actually had a test for and and didn't end up having. Um, But there were just certain, certain areas of my brain that were more active and also more distressed than others. And that was a sign of anxiety. Now, of course, I didn't need a brain scan to tell me that I had anxiety, but it was really interesting to see it firsthand and actually go through some of the mental tests and the questionnaires and speak to the therapist. I also had a full um, full blood work done to take a look at some of the different levels to see what supplements I should be taking. Because obviously, there's a ton of information out there in the world, and it's hard to know what you should be taking um, based on based on your health and, and your goals. So they, uh, long story short, they created a plan for us and they gave me my list of supplements. We had some check-ins and at some point I'm going to go back after I've done what they recommended over the next few months and actually get a follow-up scan to see how my brain has transformed. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that kind of sunk in was seeing my brain front and center right there in a picture and recognizing like this is this is really important. <laughs> this is not something that can be an afterthought anymore because 
brain health or lack of brain health, I should say, will result in dementia and Alzheimer's and all of these issues that, of course, no one wants to experience later on in life. And so for me, it was more of a wake up call around what is it going to really take for me to put a big focus on my health and put a big focus on happiness and joy and shift out of fight or flight into more of a peaceful existence, more of a more ease. So one of the things that I'd already lined up, obviously, was continuing to work with David, but I knew that there were other things that I needed to kind of figure out. And one of the exercises that we did at Date With Your Dark Side, which I also have taken into my own practice in some form or another um, based on David's teaching is this element of what am I tolerating? And I knew for me, one of the things I was tolerating that was creating anxiety for me and also creating just um, frustration and a lack of joy was um, food and weight and exercise and not ever figuring like figuring out what the secret recipe was for me. Now, I've done a lot of diets. I did something called the metabolic balance plan. If you've been following me for a while, you know that that resulted in great success for me. And I was ended, I ended up losing a lot of weight. But the issue with that, from my perspective, is that for the first two weeks, because you are eating a small amount of food, you're not actually able to exercise. And what I learned from the Amen Clinic was just how important exercise is to your brain health. Now, I know that sounds so simple, but when you see a scan of your brain right in front of you, something sinks in and clicks, at least it did for me. And so I started to take a look at um, things like the metabolic balance plan or even the bulletproof diet, which I've done both. And again, I got great results from them. But what happens is there's a lack of exercise when you're going through those plans. And so I knew I needed to figure out what my exercise regime was going to be. I also wanted to get control of my eating. Um, for me, I'm very much an emotional eater. And so the second I'm feeling sad, the second I'm feeling stressed, I'm down in the kitchen. And when you work from home, anyone will tell you that's that's a slippery slope <laughs> because there's always food right there. And so there were a few things, like I said, I needed to deal with. Number one, the anxiety. Number two, food. Number three, exercise. And number four, figuring out how to take more time off and rest. Now, one of the things I've always been good at, or at least for the past few years, is protecting my sleep. And so I actually have something called an aura ring that tracks my sleep. And um, that was something I was really great at. But like I said, the other pieces and... and um, items that I realized after getting that brain scan kind of clicked into place. And so I started to figure out what it was I was tolerating and those things were on the list. So my motivation to transform the anxiety came first and foremost. So I started working with therapists. I started doing breath work. I started meeting with um, different healers and all of that was incredible. I'm not going to go into great detail about that now, but I was really intuitive about what it was that I felt like I needed. And it's still a work in progress, but just realizing that there are some incredible people there who I can call even book one-off sessions with has been such an incredible just just feeling and gift. And one of the things that I worked with um, in terms of anxiety with David was just getting clear on the fact that business is messy and everyone wants like stability. And I'm doing air quotes right now. And everyone wants things to be perfect. and Everyone wants progress. And of course, all of those things exist. And acceptance of the present moment, acceptance of the challenges, acceptance that 
Things aren't always going to be easy. That's one of the easiest ways to reduce anxiety and to create more happiness and joy, just like simply that acceptance. And for me, at first, you know, hearing him say, well, there's no predictability and there's no stability. I was like, what are you talking about? Of course there is. But I, something again clicked when he said that, because the whole point of us moving forward with this business is not the end goal, it's the process. And so if I'm constantly chasing that end goal or waiting to feel safe and stable, um, until we get that result or we reach that milestone, the journey is going to be miserable. And that's where that word comes into play again, that element of being miserable. And so I realized, again, big light bulb moment. Some of you, it might be like, duh, Emily, how did you not know this? But something clicked and I heard it differently when he said it that time around. So like I said, in terms of the anxiety, I started working with healers and therapists, had lots of conversations with David about being present and accepting the present moment and understanding that things don't need to be perfect and asking myself, how can I find joy throughout this process and not be such a stress head (laughs) about every little thing and so anxious about it? So that was one thing. Um, The next thing, like I said, was health and fitness and eating. And so one of the series that we're going to do on the show is with my my health coach and trainer, Lisa. So I decided, well, let me back up. I met Lisa through a friend, through my friend, Nick Pigeon. Um, And she's someone who has been in the Marines. She has an incredible story, which we'll share on one of the next uh, upcoming episodes. And I met her, um, like I said, through friends and always admired the way that she showed up. And there was one breakfast in particular that we all went to um, when things started opening up a bit in LA after COVID. And she was on some crazy meal plan and just ordered this salad. And she spent like five minutes telling the waiter what exactly she wanted on the salad, how she wanted it to be prepared. And, um, you know, all of us were having mimosas. She wasn't drinking. And, and I could see like she was super fit and toned and strong and healthy and all of that. And when somebody walks the talk, obviously that speaks volumes and that is attractive. And so later on that day, I reached out to her and I just said, I'd love to know more about what it would look like to work with you. So we had a few conversations about what that would look like. And I ultimately realized, you know, that's one of the things I'd never really done. I've been trying to do all of this on my own. And although I've had business coaches, I've had mindset coaches, I've had relationship coaches, I've never actually had somebody holding my hand throughout the process of losing weight. And in full transparency, since I got married, um, which will be nearly eight years ago, so I've gained about 35 pounds, okay? And so, and since starting the business, probably about 20 or so pounds. And I haven't been able to release all of that weight, although I've tried different diets like I talked about earlier. So I realized, you know what, this I think could be a game changer. And she talked a lot about fitness, so it would not only be the food um, component, but it would also be the um, strength training and and really just, you know, the exercise that I was looking for that I knew would also have a direct effect on the anxiety and on my my brain health. And I knew from the perspective of 
you know, I'm a very busy person. I have a very busy mind and there is like a lot of pressure within our company. Um, and I know that pressure is self-imposed, but there's a lot happening, a lot of moving pieces. And so exercise is actually one of those things that is essential for me to do on a daily basis. And I actually remember Marla Mattinson, one of my previous coaches talking about this from a, from a spiritual perspective, she was saying based on my human design, based on who I am, that hardcore exercise on a daily basis is actually required. Requirement. So I talked to Lisa about all these things, and she actually looked at um, my normal eating habits. And one of the things that I'll never forget that I absolutely loved was she told me I wasn't eating enough. <laughs> and of course, you want to hear that from your trainer that you're not eating enough and that you're not going to be starving yourself in order to get these results. So this was literally just a month ago. And so you can see, you know, from February to now when I'm recording this, which is August, um, you know, that's, that's, I guess, depends on how you look at it. It's a lot of time or it's not a lot of time, but there have been certain things that I've been putting in place and I'm starting to see big results. The other thing that I did, and I'm not sorry, let me back up. I'm not going to talk about the, the weight loss stuff on this episode. We're going to do another separate episode about that. So you can tune in um, for more information there. But the other thing I did, was I actually took a full week off of work. Now, I can't remember the last time I did this. I haven't done this, I don't think, since I started I Heart My Life. James and I have taken vacations, but to be actually unplugged was a huge deal for me. There was a period of time where there was a week where James was going on a camping trip with his friends. And so I thought to myself, well, I'll just go somewhere else. And I had this hotel booked and then they called me and told me the spa wasn't going to be open. The yoga studio wasn't going to be open. And so I ultimately just decided to stay at home. And at first I was really disappointed about that. I was like, I want to go. I want to have a five-star experience. But What I realized was so often we are looking for that happiness and joy externally. And that's what I do on a regular basis is I look for it in hotels. I look for it in clothes. I look for it in food. And so my goal that week was to figure out how to make myself happy with very little to little, you know, outside stimulation. And that for me looked like taking walks along the beach. It looked like reading. It looked like meditating, meditating. And for, um, for that full week, I was able to actually switch off. Of course, there were moments where I was like, what is my team doing? Are they making this happen? We were in the middle of a launch. Um, What's actually going on? But I had to shift into trust. And that was also a big part of that process of finding joy is shifting into trust and knowing that everything is happening the way it's meant to and having that acceptance of the moment. So as you can see, there were a few key things that I've been doing over the past few months to really um, turn from miserable into someone who is filled with joy, (laughs) someone who isn't a nightmare, someone who isn't a stress head, someone who isn't ridden with anxiety or fight or flight. And there's still growth to be had. Of course there is. Um, And I'm working diligently on that every single day, which is why I wanted to record this episode. I want anyone who feels like they're miserable or they're unhappy or they're not achieving the results they want or they're not at optimal health to understand that it's really just a a decision away for you. Um, So one decision away from you creating that life that you love, from you creating that body that you love, all of those pieces are right there and available for you. And I wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for the support of the team, you know, not even my team at iHeart my life, but 
my coaches, right? And so if that's what you're craving, if you're craving that transformation, really ask yourself, what is going to be that thing, that difference maker? How are you going to get fully committed to the transformation? How are you going to be fully committed to yourself and to the process? Who are you going to contact when it feels too challenging or feels like you can't actually do it? There have been plenty of times where I've texted my trainer, Lisa, and said, what do I do when I have this craving? What do I do, you know, when I hurt my shoulder and I can't do the exercise? So we all require that guidance and we all deserve that guidance. And that's one of the things that Lisa said to me that I'll never forget. She said, you deserve to be supported. And that's really my message overall for for all of you listening is, is how do you want to be supported? What would feel amazing to you? What would feel just really empowering. I know for me, having that outside perspective from David Nagel, who is going to tell me the truth, whether I want to hear it or not, it's been hard. There have been plenty of times where I'm like, you're not being nice. <laughs> what the heck? I'm paying you all this money and you're not being nice to me, but I don't need nice. I need somebody to tell me the truth. Same with weight loss. I've tried a lot of things on my own. And we all know the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And so if you really want to transform, you're going to have to shake things up and you're going to have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. We recently sent out an an invitation to um, somebody who had expressed interest in wanting to work with us. And she literally told us, oh, no, I can't do this. This is outside of my comfort zone. And I was thinking to myself, isn't that exactly what coaching is for? Isn't that exactly what this opportunity is meant to do? Of course, of course, spending the money is not going to feel inside your comfort zone, but it's going to get you the transformation. It's going to get you the result. And so it's worth every penny, right? And we're not just talking about the money here. We're talking about your attitude. We're talking about you believing you are worthy of this investment, One of the things that my coach David says all the time when people ask him why he charges so much, he says, because I love you. Because there have been so many instances in his own life where he learned that he didn't actually love himself enough to invest in the opportunity. And when he finally shifted that, doors opened big time. And that's really what this is all about. It's about how much do you love yourself? How much, how good are you willing to let your life get? whether that's happiness or being free of anxiety or um, moving to the next level of success, creating more wealth, losing the weight, having uh, more um, success in your relationships. All of that is available for you. So if you take only one thing from our time together today, just remember you can transform. It is possible for you. I've done things I never thought that I would do. I've spent two and a half hours working out. (laughs) I never thought I could find the time. I've admitted things to a group of people that I never thought I would share, right? I'm here recording this episode. So anything that you desire is possible for you and meant for you. Go out and make it happen. I hope you loved today's episode. It was definitely a vulnerable one. So I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love you to share this with anyone who needs it. And of course, if you want to further transform your life, go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com, book a call with my team. We'd love to support you in understanding what it's really going to take to reach your goals. And I'll look forward to talking to you next time. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. 
And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.